Hello, this is Cynthia Swan for Esoterica, a short feature which delves into the realm of the extraordinary, counting my blessings. Several years ago on Healthy Options, the integrative medicine show I co-host, I had the pleasure of interviewing Robert A. Emmons, a Maine native who works at UC Davis in the psychology department. With his colleague, McCullough, he conducted a research project which led to their book on gratitude and thankfulness. It was a delight to interview him around the Thanksgiving holiday and speak about such an uplifting topic. Now, being an old movie buff, the topic of gratitude brings to mind the film White Christmas with Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Vera Ellen, and one of my all-time favorite singers, Rosemary Clooney. There's a sweet little scene in the film where Crosby croons to Clooney, When I'm worried and I can't sleep, I count my blessings instead of sheep, and I fall asleep counting my blessings. Now, I'm one of those people who each holiday season likes to watch the old films I enjoyed in my childhood with my mom. White Christmas happens to be one of them, along with Miracle on 34th Street with Edmund O'Brien, Maureen O'Hara, and the adorable young Natalie Wood. Then there's It's a Wonderful Life with one of my all-time favorite movie stars, Jimmy Stewart. That about does it for my Holiday Hall of Fame oldies but goodies list. Each film, in its own unique way, points to life's great blessings. When I worked for Waldo County General Hospital, I taught some of the cardiac rehab classes. My gratitude and laughter classes were my favorites. In these classes, participants would discuss what they were thankful for in their lives. Now, as you may imagine, the recurring theme was family, friends, and God. As I would watch their faces, I would see them light up when they shared a story or an anecdote of how a loved one came to their rescue or offered them support and comfort. Counting our blessings got us all feeling more upbeat and optimistic. On rare occasions, someone in the group would mention that their life had greater value to them as a result of their cardiac episode. Once in a while, someone would even appreciate the fact that he or she had an incident because it enabled them to evaluate what really mattered in their life. These wonderful groups included people from all walks of life and socioeconomic backgrounds. As I wasn't into lecturing the experts, as I call it, classes were interactive and informal. I felt my role was more like a facilitator than a teacher. I am embarrassed to admit that time flew by and I frequently ran late. Mary, the nurse in charge of the program, would call down to the classroom, kindly reminding me to shake a leg. Mary gets an A-plus in my books for kindness and consistency. The time I spent teaching gratitude helped me to realize the power of thank you in more ways up until that time than I had fully realized. It's such a simple thing to do. Get up each morning and count my blessings. Go to bed each night and count the blessings up of the day. Most of the time, they were simple pleasures. Counting my blessings makes me much happier than grousing to anyone who will listen about my misfortunes. My life experience has mirrored the findings in Emmons and McCullough's study. In their study, the group who kept the gratitude journals fared better 
than those who kept what I call the grump journals. The grateful, overall, had less illness, ate better, were happier, and were more generous than those who focused on complaints. Now, this doesn't mean that the grateful didn't have major life upheavals and challenges. Like everyone else who walks on this planet, they did and do. But what was evident was that after researching the college students, they moved to patients also with chronic pain. And the findings there were statistically significant. Gratitude is definitely the way to go. So flex that gratitude muscle because it helps weather the storms in life. Thanks for listening. This is Cynthia Swan for Esoterica.